welcome to the Wilder Outdoors podcast, where you'll get the inspiration and information you need to have great outdoor adventures with your family. I'm Rob, your host. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wilder Outdoors podcast. In today's episode, I'll share with you why it's important for kids to do hard things in the outdoors. And at the end, I'll give you some tips for how to help your kids gain confidence and maybe even overcome some anxiety they're feeling through their experiences outside. Before we begin, uh, please do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast. And if at the end you like what you heard, uh, please leave a review on iTunes. And finally, if you want some resources that will inspire and equip your whole family, check out our free resource, Essential Reading for Adventurous Families. And you can get that at wilderoutdooracademy.com forward slash reading list. No spaces. Again, that's wilderoutdooracademy.com forward slash reading list. It includes books for all ages, and it's sure to get your family revved up to get outside. So with that, let's start today's episode. I think the best place to start in terms of sharing with you why it's important to get kids doing hard things outside is with my story. So I grew up in South Florida, and I grew up in a little horse town that was really kind of on the edge of the Everglades. So there was a lot of wilderness, even though I wouldn't call it rural. Uh, but every time it rained, we had walking catfish in the streets. Occasionally, we'd get an alligator out and about. We had a bobcat at one point. Uh, every time it rained, it would flood, and we'd see uh, these little floating islands of fire ants. That's how they survive the water. Just context. Now, when I was growing up, uh, there was a lot of stress in my life. I was a very anxious kid. I was very overweight. Uh, got bullied a lot. And so I just, I didn't feel very in control of my life. I felt very small in the world around me. And that was until I got a bike. And man, when I got that bike, it opened up the world to me. And it let me go out into the world and have experiences that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And the places that I would go was always into the woods. I'd be fishing, building forts, building rafts trying to catch animals, learn about animals, whatever I could do to be outside, find a challenge and feel capable. And I'll tell you what that did is that enlivened my soul. It gave me a space where I felt in control of wild things. And that was a sense of competence for me. And what that competence did is it built confidence. Now that was when I was a child, so fast forward you know, into my early 20s. And I was a music teacher for a long time. And I taught students who many of them had a lot of challenges in life. And I just wanted to do with them and share with them what had helped me, right? Because if you're a child and you've experienced some horrific event, which many of my, my students had, whether it's the loss of a parent or abuse or you name it, Lots of bad things are out there in the world, and unfortunately, kids experience them. What that'll do is make you feel really small. It makes you feel out of control, and the world is happening to you. I knew that there was a solution for them in the outdoors. And what I would do is, especially if I had a strong relationship with a student, and it was okay with the parents, I would take them and we would do hard things outside. And I'll tell you a story of a student. I'll, I'll change some of the details so that it's, uh, if he's listening, he might know 
who he is, but for the rest of us, I want to be sure that I, I protect his story. Now, this student had experienced some serious trauma early on in his life. He was in probably the third or fourth grade, and one of his parents had died tragically because of a drug overdose. And the parent that survived was not handling that well. And so this young man was really, really struggling. And he was acting out. He was choosing to deal with what was going on inside by fighting and doing illegal things and making bad choices. Thankfully, we had a very good relationship. And we had such a relationship that I was able to spend some time with him outside of school, again, with his parents' permission. And I remember the first thing we did was to go hike up a mountain. Now, it's, it, it was in a city where the mountains aren't huge, but for all intents and purposes, it was a mountain to this kid. It was huge. It would be hard, and he didn't know if he could do it. For all he knew, he'd never been up a mountain. He thought he might die. He might disappear. It was hard. We got to the top of that mountain together. And what I told him at the end, or what we, what we talked about at the end, was that he had just overcome something big, strong, and scary. And you could see a light bulb go off for him. His eyes got big, and he understood. And there was a man next to him who was proud of him. And that's not to belittle the role of his, his parents, um, surviving and not, but especially young boys, and I know young women need this too, but especially young boys need men to come alongside them and mentor them through whatever they're experiencing. And so for me, that was a great honor to be part of the team that was helping that young man get through some of his experiences. Now, that young man is into his 30s at this point, but uh, he's, he's certainly had some struggles in life and it has not been easy but he's on the path upward and every time I see him and he's excited about the trajectory of his life that is always mixed with things like hiking hunting fishing going out into the wilderness and finding dangerous things and feeling some sense of competence in the wilderness Fast forward to today, and I've got a wife and three beautiful kids, six, four, and three years old, and they're just at the age where they can start to have their own outdoor adventures, and it's amazing. Now, they're young, and I haven't spent a lot of time uh, professionally working with kids that age, so there's a ton that I'm learning, and that's a big part of what this podcast is, is I'll be sharing a lot of the things that I learn as I go. And I'll also be drawing from the knowledge and the wisdom of my friends who've also gone down this path. The other thing that's important in my life is that I teach, in addition to my uh, regular work, which is no longer as a classroom teacher, currently I teach outdoor skills and survival skills mostly to homeschool kids in the Twin Cities. And I do that through my business, Wilder Outdoor Academy. Hence the name of this podcast. And what I see every time 
with my kids, with other people's kids. What I've seen over and over again with my kids and with the kids I teach and the kids I've taught is that taking kids in the wilderness and doing hard things will build competence. And that competence will lead to confidence. And that confidence can spread like a wildfire throughout their lives. It's transformational. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping families get outside. So I promised you uh, three ways to help your kids gain confidence through their experiences in the outdoors. The first is to start where they are at and introduce some amount of danger or uncertainty right at the edge of their ability and comfort level. In education, we call that the zone of proximal development. But where I have failed is when I have taken a student or a child, my own children, and sort of thrown them in the deep end when they weren't ready to go do something. So with that student that I mentioned previously, he was physically fit enough to get up that mountain. It pushed him. It was hard, but he had the ability. He'd just never done it. Now, if I had gotten a much bigger mountain and he was much less physically fit, that would not have gone well for that child. And he would not have learned that he was capable beyond what he thought he was because he would have failed um, almost certainly, right? Here's another example. With my kids, uh, we went camping last year. We go camping a lot, but we went camping last year. And they were afraid of wild animals, especially coyotes. Coyotes kind of like freaked them out. And we've got a lot of coyotes uh, where we live and where we were camping. And so our kids were terrified of, I shouldn't say terrified, they were cautious um, about spending time outside in a place where there were coyotes. Well, we made sure that they did that. They had that experience, but they did it with us in a tent, which, you know, a tent offers some amount of protection, but a lot less than a house. And we got them through that because that was a space where they could experience something right on the edge of what they thought was possible, what they thought was safe, and see that they could go just a little bit further. The second thing you can do, and this is really important, is model what you want for your kids. There's a saying that most of parenting is caught, not taught. That means that our kids will become what they see, not what they hear us say they should do or be. So as parents, we have to do hard things if we expect our kids to do them. They need role models and they need to know that it's possible. And most importantly, maybe most importantly, I don't know if it's most important, but it is important. They need to learn how to handle failure. Now, thankfully, my wife and I have spent a lot of time in the woods, so we have certainly failed in the outdoors, but we haven't done it in front of our kids yet. But there's another example that I can share from my life. So I have never been very athletic until recently. And so a few years ago, I started training in jujitsu. And all my kids knew was that daddy was learning to fight. Every day, I would come home, and they would ask me without fail, Dad, did you win today? And the answer was always without fail. No, I did not. But I learned something. Now, after, you know, multiple years of doing this now, there are days where I can come back and say, Dad did pretty good. Um, but it took all those failures and the kids seeing them to see that when you fail, you are not necessarily a failure 
that you can do something with it. And so when you go into the outdoors, if you overextend yourself in front of your kids, that's okay. Just remember it's a teaching moment and how you deal with it will be how they learn to deal with it. Finally, give them the tools they need to be successful. So again, in education, we call this scaffolding. If you don't set the stage for their success, they won't be able to succeed. Building fires is a great example of where I failed at this and where I've learned quite a bit. So when I first started building fires with, or, or I should say teaching uh, students how to build campfires, I would do it once, show them how to do it, and then say, all right, go. And they would always fail. Well, there was a lot of information I didn't cover, and there were a lot of experiences that they needed to go through and a lot of support that they needed uh, to get there. So now when I teach it, I always start with the principles of firecraft. We start with the fire triangle. We talk about uh, heat, fuel, and oxygen and how to build and grow a fire. I always model it for them as I used to do, but now with more detail explaining how all those principles apply. And then I set up a task that's appropriate for a beginner. So if you're into building campfires, I always set up an upside down fire lay for them with some tinder that's really, really flammable and burns for a long time. And that almost always sets them up for success. And then finally, I come behind them and I always support them and help facilitate their success through a hard and uncertain process. So that's it. There are great benefits to having your kids do hard things in the outdoors. The only thing standing between us and experiencing them is us. So let's get out there, let's do hard things with our kids, and let's have a great adventure in the outdoors.